2: Is gearing up to watch the Super Bowl halftime show, what they won't get to see is the 72 volunteer hours that fans will be spending over nine days in rehearsals just to be a part of the big show. Now, should you have to give up almost two weeks of work to be a part of the biggest stage in the world? Well, joining us is Jessica Gelt, arts and culture reporter for the LA Times. What's up, Jessica? Thanks for joining us. Hey,
1: hi there. Thanks for having me.
2: Now, Jessica, I don't know what the hell is going on, <laughs> but please... Talk about it. Break it all down. Why is there 72 hours unpaid that these fans have to, like, experience?
1: So, you know, this all kind of came to the forefront after um, a dance artist named Taja Riley, who's danced with, you know, Beyonce and Janet Jackson and Nicki Minaj, spoke out about it on Instagram. And it had come to her attention that a um, professional dance agency here in Los Angeles had reached out to its clients, offering them the opportunity to volunteer to be part of what they call the field cast. Um, And she felt like, Taja felt like that was completely insane that, (laughs) you know, professional dancers were being asked to volunteer. Um, And then, you know, she posted about it and got a lot of uproar online. And then I, you know, reached out to her and interviewed her. And then I also reached out to Fatima Robinson, the the iconic choreographer who's choreographing Super Bowl halftime. Um, And she said that, you know, the information was inaccurate and that the, they were hiring 110 professional dancers and paying them, and that the call for field cast um, volunteers went out through community groups, you know, local theater organizations, drill teams, athletic teams, and whatnot, and they were just looking for excited fans to come out there on the field. But the problem is, is that they are asking for 72 hours <laughs> yeah. over a period of nine days for these people um, to participate in this, and that's still causing a stir, professional dancers or not.
3: Yeah, even if you're, you know, an extra on a movie, like we all know that a lot of people do things just be closer to the entertainment industry in Hollywood, including this. But when you're talking about it's not just like a fun experience. Like this is work. You know, you don't even need to be a professional dancer. But like, you know, what, what are they saying to that? Like, they're still basically saying it's okay to have 72 volunteer hours. Is there any nonprofits involved with this? How is that even legal?
1: No. And, you know, Taja uh, had looked into it and she felt that it wasn't legal, but I did talk to um, Rock Nation, the group that's executive producing the show, and they said they strictly follow all sag After rules and whatever, you know, loophole they have, I'm sure they've thoroughly researched it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not, well, I can't say that I'm 100% sure. So, you know, maybe somebody should look specifically into that. But for some reason, this has been going on every year at the Super Bowl. You know, whenever you see those people on the field dancing in front of the stage, this is what's going on. And, you know, some of them are just, you know, fans who are just excited to be out there, but some of them are struggling actors and musicians and mm-hmm. dancers. And, you know, and Taja Riley is just saying, hey, you know, especially in a pandemic especially after the social justice uprisings of 2020 like it is not this is not this is not acceptable anymore people need to be paid for this kind of time and labor
2: yeah and we're speaking with Jessica Geltz from the LA Times here's the thing I I mean you know I would do this if beyonce was going for her third run at the Super Bowl just because it's beyonce and I know what I would get to experience <laughs> um but that's just me personally I'll take off work for beyonce I' I'll, mm. I'll sleep in a tent for beyonce <laughs> okay. um but I you know as I, I as I think about this are they at least like kind of like are they feeding them are they getting any other like you (laughs) know perks of being a part of this to make it kind of better even though it's awful
1: I think that they are, that I've heard that they are feeding them. Um, they are supposed to provide their own transportation, and that apparently is because of COVID risks. And they also have to test regularly for COVID. Mm. But some of these rehearsal sessions last up to nine hours. And I can't, you know, mm. and, and, and the casting director that I spoke with who talked about why that was, that it was for safety issues. That, you know, when you're, you're when on a field during a production of this caliber and this size, people coming on and off the field need to know where the pyro is. They need to know where the cables are, where the cameras are. They need to know how to get on and off that field in a safe manner. So she said that's why all the time. But nonetheless, you know it, that's a lot of time. Yeah.
3: And I can't. Well, here's <laughs> so, the thing. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. If I was even a producer, if I was overseeing this, and I knew that my company was doing this, I'd be embarrassed, and I would just go out of my way to say, like, how much money is it really for? What hundred people at minimum wage? Like, this is Super Bowl is is the biggest night in sports and isn't entertainment. Four
2: hundred people, or is it
3: four hundred? Yeah, four hundred. Still. Yeah, 400 you know what people. I'm saying? Like, for liability purposes, I would just be like, hey, let's just pay everyone for the time. Like, what is that? Really out of the budget.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and that's interesting, and I'm wondering if that will be the result of this, like, if that's what's going to happen coming out of this, because I think that the producers are getting a lot of flack for this, and, you know, a lot, like, this has generated a lot of attention. Even at the newspaper, this story is, like, you know, among our top-read stories lately. Like, people are really, really... Like, this is really resonating with people, and, yeah. and I think that, you know, and this is an issue of, you know, back, you know, 20 years ago, people used to do unpaid internships and whatnot, and, and mm-hmm. recently, you know, younger generations are saying, uh-uh, that's, n- that's not a thing anymore, we don't do that. You know, so, yeah. like, you know, Fatima Robinson, the choreographer, said that she started her career dancing for free, and then she became an extra in Boys in the Hood, and now she's at the top of her game, and she is, and a lot of people came up that way. But I think a younger generation of artists is saying, "Uh huh, right. we need to be paid for our time." This isn't like and so, that, you know, enough. the cultural shift.
2: Well, Jessica Gail, thank you so much for joining us. Jessica is an arts and culture reporter for the LA Times. So please continue to read the incredible stuff that you're writing about. Um, thanks for being thank
1: here. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks so much for having me. I enjoyed it.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?